Good evening, I'm Christian Esquera, and welcome to this episode of After the Fact, where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. So let's start by dissecting the news. President Rodrigo Duterte's political party is set to nominate his longtime assistant and now Senator Christopher Goh for president in 2022. The PDP Laban ticket will include Duterte himself as its vice presidential candidate. In response, Goh, who, by the way, continues to apparently function as Duterte's aide these days, said he would run for president only if Duterte would be his vice president. Now, why exactly is PDP Laban fielding Goh, a neophyte senator with questionable experience and competence, especially for the highest elective post? How much of this is driven by the need to protect Duterte, who's expected to face criminal cases once he steps down from office in 2022? To be part of our discussion, send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANCAfterTheFact. Joining us tonight is Cabinet Secretary Carlo Nograles, a member of PDP Laban. Later, during the second half of our discussion, we'll be talking about the uh, pandemic response of the government and the current ECQ in Metro Manila. We will be joined by then by Dr. Benjamin Co. In the meantime, good evening, uh, uh, Cabinet Secretary Nograles, and thank you for joining us on the program. Good evening. Good evening. Sorry. Magandang gabi po sa lahat ng mga nanonood. Good evening. Okay. Let's talk about Christopher Bongo, his looming nomination as the standard bearer of PDP Laban. Is this a done deal? And why Bongo? Well, alam nyo, yung at ng tagline ni Pangulong Duterte ay tapang at malasakit. At uh, alam naman po natin si Senator Bongo ang Mr. Malasakit dahil sa mga malasakit centers, dahil sa batas na isa batas ay malasakit center sa pag-implement ng malasakit center and sa tunay na malasakit niya sa taong bayan. Siya yung uh, pinakamabilis na pumunta sa mga lugar na may kalamidad, kung may sunog at uh, kung may mga pangangailangan ng taong bayan ay agad-agad siyang nandun at nararamdaman ng ating mga kababayan. Uh, siya rin po ang long time na kasama ni Pangulong Duterte sa serbisyo. Maging nung nasa Dabao City pa po, uh, alkalde si Pangulong Duterte hanggang naging Pangulo, ay uh, katabi niya si Bongo sa pagseserbisyo. So sa aming paniniwala at bilang miyembro din po ng PDP Laban, siya po ay aming auditor, at bilang miyembro ng PDP Laban uh, sa palagay ng aming political party, siya yung pinaka the best na inside the political party na pwedeng uh, magpatuloy uh, and to strengthen the gains achieved by the Duterte administration. Okay, so you consider Senator Christopher Bongo as the best candidate your party can come up with? Opo, yan ang, first of all, yan yung aming uh, paniniwala sa National Execom ng PDP Laban. At yan po ang aming i-endorse at in-endorse na nga po sa national convention na gaganapin sa September 8. Uh, ito po yung national uh, convention ng PDP Laban uh, dahil uh, yung COMELEC po ay nagpalabas ng mga schedule, uh, mga schedule or calendar of events at uh, ayon sa COMELEC um, issuances, yung national convention ng mga partido has to be done in September. So napili po namin ng September 8 as our national convention. At 
Siyempre, as a national convention, we have to come up already with, we have to decide on our roster of candidates from particularly sa national uh, posts. So kami sa national exec, execom ng PDP Laban, ang aming i-endorse sa national convention sa ma- aming mga party mates ay yung tandem na Go Duterte. That's Senator okay. Bongo for President and uh, President Rodi Duterte for Vice Presidential Candidates officially of PDP okay. Laban. So talk about President Duterte's Vice Presidential run later on. Pero in the meantime, you mentioned the Malasakit Centers, you mentioned Senator Goss, closeness with President Duterte, are these enough for someone to become president? Well, kung isipin, kung tutusin natin uh, in, in terms of the uh, term of the president as president of the Republic of the Philippines, no, from the very start and even before, gaya ni sinabi ko, nung mayor pa siya, uh, marami sa mga um, ginagawa ni Pangulong Duterte ay nandyan si, naasahan niya si Senator Bongo to help him follow through with everything. When he became president, ganun din po. No? So kung sa bagay, parang little president na rin si Senator Bongo during that time, in the first half of the administration of President Duterte, dahil in terms of following through, in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, doing... Uh, all that uh, the president is requires of Senator Bongo, nandun, naasahan si Senator Bongo. Kahit kami, uh, I was a congressman at that time at marami sa mga politicians din at mga nakaupo at kahit dun sa, ano, dun sa executive branch, alam nila na si Senator Bongo ay maasahan talaga in his capacity as SAP that time. Okay. And then naging tumakbo nga for senator and he became number three sa Senate. So in terms of popularity, in terms of awareness, in terms of trust, in terms of performance, uh, that means that uh, the fact that he got the third, no, number three siya sa, sa mga senators na nalo, ibig sabihin malaki ang paniniwala din ng taong bayan sa kanya. And then okay. recently, may lumabas na survey Uh, in a recent poll conducted by uh, one survey outfit, uh, Senator Bongo received the highest overall trust rating among incumbent senators. Okay. So it looks like uh, to, to our uh, assessment, uh, mukhang uh, pag ilalaban natin si Senator Bongo pagka Pangulo, um, mataas ang chances na mananalo siya. At kapag nanalo siya, yung mapagpatuloy natin yung tapang at uh, malasakit, Uh, dahil nga po ito yung uh, nasimulan na ni Pangulong Duterte at marami sa mga reforma na sinimulan ni Pangulong Duterte ay may pagpatuloy ni Senator Bongo. Okay. Because he's, you okay. know, like the president, he's very supportive of all of okay, the, okay. Um, all of the um, uh, reforms that uh, the president has already instituted. Okay. There's no question that Senator Bongo is qualified based on the requirements under the Constitution. But is he even competent? to serve as president. Oh, I'm, no, talking about the, I'm talking about the bench of uh, PDP Laban. This is a fair question to ask. Competence. Looking at the experience, qualifications, and accomplishments in terms of public service, actually, if you look at your record, mas competent kayo pag tinignan on paper compared to Senator Bongo. But why him? Alam nyo, uh, yung ating pamahalaan, whether national or local government, no? Marami tayong mga workers in government na tahimik lang na nagtatrabaho. 
yun yung mga nasa nasa likod lang, hindi masyado nasa harap, maraming ginagawa pero hindi hindi pinag hindi masyado hindi nakikita. Pero yung mga behind the scenes workers, ang dami niyan sa gobyerno. I think Senator Bongo can be considered as one of them. For this the longest time serving in Davao City. At alam na mga taga-Dabaw yan, you ask any taga-Dabaw, si Senator Bongo in Dabaw, siya yung silent worker na nasa likod lang. But marami sa mga things that need to be done, gina- na ginagawa, na kinakailangan i-prepare, nandyan sa likod, siyang gumagawa. When he became SAP, ganun din po. No? Yung workings in Malacanang, yung mga moving parts, yung mga kailangan gawin, kailangan ayusin, silent worker lang po yan sa likod. Naging politician na lang yan nung tumakbo ng Senate at ngayon nasa limelight na siya. Pero masanay yan siya nasa likod. So that means to say, ang point ko lamang dyan, maraming ganyan sa gobyerno na tahimik okay. lang nagtatrabaho sa likod. So okay. in terms of competence, hindi mo rin makikwestion yung competence niyan in terms of the educational background, in terms of his experience in working in government. Kung makikwestiyon siguro yan if he did not serve in a national capacity. But now, he's serving in a national capacity as senator. So meron din siyang mandate from the national. So I don't think makikwestiyon din yung competence pagdating sa ganyan. And gaya ng sinabi ko, first to arrive in the scene pag nagkakaroon ng problema and uh, yung mga malasakit centers that that uh, he's institutionalized. It's already okay. testament to his uh, competence. Let, let me challenge those assertions. Again, this is, these are fair questions to ask, for especially if you're talking about people who would like to become president of the Philippines next year. Those qualifications that you mentioned, don't you think they're more fit for someone who should be working as mayor, governor, cabinet secretary, or head of the PMS, but not necessarily president? Ay, hindi mo rin masasabi yan kasi um, number one, um, he's already a senator. Diba? So may national mandate na siya. So from a national mandate, the natural uh, other national mandate uh, offices with national mandate would be apart from senator is vice president or president. So in other words, meron na siyang uh, meron na mga voters nationally who trust him. So hindi naman pwedeng Uh, so hindi mo naman pwedeng sabihin na uh, hindi siya pwedeng naturally to elevate from senator to either vice president or president because may national mandate na siya. Okay, so, but is he even a good senator? We've seen how he has been defending his pet bills. We've seen how more senior senators had roasted him. We've seen how tentative he had been in certain uh, committee hearings, in certain sessions of the Senate. May mga memes pa nga na talagang binubulong sa kanya, bawat sagot niya, for things as basic as defending a budget of a particular agency. So do you consider him as a good senator? And because of that, that would that could further qualify him to become the next president of our country. I don't know about mga memes na yan. Diba? Siyempre, kung may mga negat, may mga opposition, wala, that's par for the course, diba? number one. Number two, uh, as far as track record, he's been able to pass laws. No? Yung wala sakit center law, kanya yan. Yung uh, BFP, I think uh, modernization will pass law soon. Yung kanya din yung sa DOFIL or uh, yung sa overseas Filipino na department. No? And many other uh, pet bills that he's either 
authored on his own or co-sponsored with others. He's chair of the Committee on Health oh. at marami sa ginagawa natin mga response against COVID um, and the upgrading of the hospitals. Um, malaking tulong yung ginagawa ni Senator Bongo. And there are But, many other things uh, apart from legislation that um, he's actually been quite um, very successful in working on. No? Like I But said, maraming... Of, pero, uh, pero ano, so, sorry to cut you off there. Uh, speaking of legislation, isn't that only expected? Since you are very close to the president, you belong to the ruling party, it's just expected of you to pass whatever pet bill you would, you would want to. Kumbaga, there's, there's little challenge in that. especially the Malasakit Centers, the institutionalization of the Malasakit Centers. Kumaga, there's no reason not to pass them into law. Kasi nga, dikit na dikit ka sa presidente. Hindi naman. I mean, you know, yeah, you have to give credit where credit is due. Siyempre, it's not as, you know naman, it's not that easy to pass laws in the Senate. No? Dadaan ka talaga sa butas ng karayom, kumbaga, sa mga deliberations, pati sa mga debates dyan, pati sa mga senators. You really have to talk to them. And uh, it's not it's not easy to pass laws. Whether and even if sabihin natin that uh, it 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 immediately passed or naging madale, that that just means na in crafting a law, uh, maganda rin pagkakraft ng law kung hindi naman nagkaroon ng ganong klasing masadong aberya. So okay. I don't think you should generalize also when uh, when uh, Senator Bongo is able to pass laws in the Senate. It only shows that he's quite competent. So the, 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 uh, the upcoming nomination of Senator Bongo as a standard bearer of PDP Laban, wasn't this the plan all along? Because if you look at the actuations of Malacanang, of the president, of the, um, of the information arm or instrumentalities of, the, of this government, we've seen that uh, he has been given so much exposure. Sa mga laging handa briefing, siya madalas yung bida. Parang baka naman ito plano all along to build... a very good image of uh, Senator Bongo because come 2020, he would be the, the candidate of the ruling party. Uh, I don't know if you could say that it's deliberate uh, that way, no? that, now that you make it sound as if everything was uh, planned that way. No? Uh, that those episodes would bear us out. Ah, yung pag-appear niya, I guess because, you know, he's one of, he's one of the, if not the most hardworking senator, probably. Um, of course, um, you know, in, in terms of uh, exposure, then uh, that only means that uh, siya yung pinaka nagtatrabaho at uh, uh, laging on the scene, no? laging where the action is. So, Bakit lagi siya nasa IATF meetings? Uh, that's yung sa ano sa that's that's a the talk to the people meetings ni pangulo uh, and as president he can invite uh, um i think that is his way of getting someone from the legislative branch uh, to represent the legislative branch so that's probably the reason why the president uh, wants uh, senator bongo there para may representative ang legislative branch na where well he's comfortable with at alam niya naasahan niya na makagawa ng trabaho uh, sa legislative branch so it's a matter of um, trust and uh, confidence 
um, and the prerogative of the president. Uh, number one, knowing that uh, he can trust and he's confident uh, kay Bongo, kay Senator Bongo, to get things done if need be. At kung ano man yung pwedeng dapat nang i-relay na information sa Senado and the context of why those why that sort of information is being said by the president then uh, I think Senator Bongo uh, due to his closeness to the president is the most qualified also to relay the context to the legislators but don't you see any problem in the situation or scenario where you have a senator who used to be longtime aide of the president who was given a cabinet portfolio um, named the uh, SAP, no? Special Assistant to the President. And then after he was elected senator, he was still very much close to the president, seemingly, if not apparently, still working as his closest aide. He had one foot in the executive still and one foot in the legislative. Um, well, you know, Dito kasi, you have to understand that uh, yung party then PDP Laban, stands on certain principles. Um, and obviously, yung five principles ng uh, party, one of which is uh, yung greater uh, local autonomy, which is actually federalism. No? Um, tapos yung, uh, yung, yung, uh, yung services to the people, yung... And then yung theism, yung, yung socialist uh, democratism. Um, so giving more power and empowerment to the people, getting people more involved in governance, uh, giving more people chances uh, and access to basic services, in developing the countryside, developing local government units, developing, uh, um, you know, uh, a better sense of democracy from the bottoms up. So all of these principles of PDP Laban, um, you can see already in the reforms na binigay ng Pangulo, universal health care, free okay. education, free education, free higher education, um, then of course, yung peace and order. So obviously for the party, we also want somebody who can continue um, implementing and institutionalizing these party principles um, and translating that into um, government um, policies, programs, activities, and projects. But don't you so, think simply put, uh, sorry for cutting you off again, don't you think simply put, you are fielding bongo for president in 2022 simply because of his closeness with the president more than anything else? We're fielding bongo as a member of PDP Laban, because same as the president, who is also a PDP Laban member, we believe that lahat ng mga reforms na naumpisahan uh, natin through President Duterte um, in terms of um, um, institutionalizing lahat ng mga principles that the party stands for, we stand a good chance that if Bongo becomes president, magpapagpatuloy natin ito. Remember, lahat ng ginagawa ng under this administration were we had set targets. No? One of the targets were, were, was you know, um, defeating poverty, defeating hunger, the problem of hunger. And we had set goals. We, had, we wanted poverty to, we wanted to reduce poverty to 
14 percent. We wanted to reduce hunger um, even more. No, we were at eight percent na based on SWS. Na distorbo lahat ng COVID. So you so need another Duterte ally. You need another Duterte ally to do that to continue that. But but can't you just respect, let's say, the six-year uh, restriction in the constitution? Which, oh, brings my, which brings me to my next question. President Rodrigo Duterte, a lot of people still can't uh, wrap their heads around that idea of the president running for vice president, assuming that he can, that there's a constitutional bar, and that is expected to be challenged, I suppose, before the Supreme Court. Para ko ikaw si Duterte, why would you even run for vice president if not for some semblance of protection for you after you step down in 2022? I mean, help us understand that. Or the continuity of the reforms that we started. Alam niyo, like let's if you look at other countries, no, um, it's usually political parties wanting um, their candidates to succeed, no, um, the after the term of office of their party mate is over. And but we have a very weak political party system in the Philippines. Oh, but. Maybe this is meaningless. Right? Maybe maybe this this maybe that's what's needed. That what's needed is for political parties and their principles to continue, para hindi pa bago-bago at pa iba-iba yung mga nasimulan. So, for instance, in this in this case, if the political party of President Rodrigo Duterte is successful in in winning uh, the presidency again, then kung ano yung nasimulan ng partido through President Duterte, stands a better chance of continuity para ma marating natin yung tinatawag natin na mas mababang level of poverty and hunger. Because if you look at what PDP stands for, at timing lang din, magmamandanas ruling na sa 2022, PDP, oh. PDP laban has always stood for uh, greater local autonomy. In okay. fact, that's one of the principles of PDP Laban. It's the only political party that pushes for federalism. Mm. So since hindi na, federalism, you need naman a constitutional change and we're not successful there. Well, hindi naman pumasa yung constitutional change. So the Mandanas ruling and the greater local autonomy at dahil PDP Laban lang, sa, sa tingin ko, ha, ang only political party that's really fighting for wider, stronger, greater local autonomy, then tamang-tama ang PDP laban pa rin na magpatuloy sa next um, administration. Okay. You have been talking about party principles, the values of the party, and the need to continue these party principles beyond 2022. That's why you're fielding Bongo and Duterte for vice president. But on the other hand, hindi ba ito parang ano lang talaga? Strictly speaking, to be honest or to be blunt about it, talagang hunger for power. Kahiyukan lang sa, kap sa kapangyarihan. That Di even after six years of the presidency, you would still want to remain in power, not as president because you're not allowed to by the constitution, but as vice president, which in our constitution doesn't really have any sufficient power unless you're given one, a cabinet portfolio by the president. Um, no, again, yung principles ng party, basahin ko ha, Kasama dyan, enlightened nationalism, democratic socialism, consultative and participatory democracy. 
federal system of government. These are party principles that na simulan ni Pangulong Duterte na institutionalized through the reforms that he's made. Some of which I've already mentioned, yung free irrigation, free education, sa higher education, free uh, universal health coverage, um, and then of course yung peace and order. Because you will never reap the benefits of all of these if magulo ang bansa, especially yung peace in Mindanao. Okay. So it's not about hunger for power. It's about really institutionalizing these reforms, seeing it through. Um, and these are the things that the party wants to accomplish. that the Philippines, but you will always hear that, and I think you said it yourself, weak political party system. That's one of the problems of but, of but the Philippines. But you had six years had, to do that. You had yes, six years to do that. Correct. Correct. And, and, and there's still a lot more things that we need to bakit, do. Bakit hindi pinush, considering the supermajority of the president in both houses of Congress, bakit hindi niya pinush? Kung hindi no, kaya no. federalism, bakit hindi niya pinush, for instance, political party reform, anti-political turncoatism, development of political parties? These are lower hanging fruits. Alam natin mahirap yan. Pero if you really wanted to make those reforms, you had sufficient time to do that. And you're talking about federalism. It took more than a year to actually form a consultative committee. And dami nag-iintay. Diba? So why somehow blame it on timing or the lack of it in terms of continuity to push for these reforms? If you really wanted it, you should have done it at the very start. That's why we need more. That's why we need PDP Laban to win. So that we can push that some more. But no, it's not exactly answering my question. Pero, my point was, why did we push that at the very start? Pero lahat ng mga ibang reforms na sinabi ko na, nandiyan na in place. So may phase one, may phase two. That's phase two. We'll get there. Yung federalism, obviously, um, it's, you know, it, was, it wasn't as easy as you think. no? Because some, there's still people medyo allergic pa rin doon. But with the bandanas ruling, uh, with greater local autonomy, we believe in the next um, administration, uh, mas palatabola, mas maintindihan, mas maunawaan na. Because some people said, said, said yung mga nag-resist sa federalism, it's too fast, it's too drastic, it's, it's too soon. But with the Bandanas ruling, now with local autonomy happening, greater local autonomy, mararamdaman na nila uh, na ito yung in effect. Uh, what is uh, the, the fruits of something akin to federalism. So maybe we stand a better chance uh, this, this next administration, especially because nag-adjust na, no? an executive order was already issued by the president, para yung Mandana's ruling will be in effect na sa 2022. Then that okay. gives us more, more uh, convincing power now to really consider a federal uh, system of government. Okay, well, we can we spend think, an entirely different episode to talk about the Mandana's ruling. I personally is very interested in that. So isang mahabang debate yan. Although that is the ruling by the Supreme Court and that would benefit the LGUs. Ay, isa akong question, when you talk about reforms, diba? yung mga low-hanging fruits, Baka naman ang difficulties because the president himself cannot and wouldn't do it. Number one, political party, yung uh, political dynasties. I mean, sabi nila, it's a grand bargain, di ba? This has been described as a grand bargain, federalism. But there are certain aspects of constitutional reforms that could be achieved with enough political will. E kaso baka dun nawala yung presidente. Number one, how could you push for legislation 
that would enable the constitutional provision against political dynasties if he himself has built one of the longest, if not strongest, political dynasties in the country? Help us understand that. So what's, what's the question? Yeah, help us understand that. Yung bakit hindi na ipush yung mga ganong uh, simpler or instead of talking about a grand bargain, why, why don't we talk about uh, specific constitutional and political reforms? Uh, well, yung sa dynasty, well, you know, um, that could be fought again in the next Congress. We could, uh, we could push for that maybe in the next Congress, but... Uh, the realities kasi dyan sa Congreso, you will always see uh, resistance there sa Congress because naturally, meron talagang mga uh, those in the legislative branch who also, you know, belong to the same families. So, there will but always... But sa Presidente, yeah. gusto ba niya in the first place? Um, right. I let maybe best to answer ask the President. But sa akin kasi... Um, siyempre, kung, kung titingnan mo dyan, uh, pag uphill na battle yan sa, sa legislative branch because you have families um, that uh, are the same, of the same families dyan sa yeah, okay. the house. Ang, ang, ang tinutumbo ko rito, Secretary Congra- uh, Negrales, ang tinutumbo ko rito, I, I, hope, I hope you don't mind. You talk about party principles, values, continuity, strengthening institutions including political parties. Why would the press? Why would the people trust another six years or entrust the next six years to another Duterte ally in the form of Bongo or in the person of Bongo and President Duterte as vice president, when in fact he himself are not did not exactly push for these reforms that his party had been espousing? And even if you talk about strengthening uh, political institutions, for instance, the president has been considered to have weakened them and made it even more personalistic. So how can we talk about values, reforms, etc., etc., if this was a track record under six years of Duterte? Pero tingnan mo naman, the trust rating is highest, performance rating is highest under this administration, under this president. That's a convenient we, excuse. So well, he must, that's he exactly must, right. Sorry? Isn't that a fallacy? He must be doing something right since he's, he's trusted by the people? I mean, popularity doesn't necessarily equate to doing it's not, the right thing. It's not popularity. The question is, do you trust him? Trust rating is high. Do you approve of his performance? Performance rating is high. And uh, you will really see it. Uh, meaning to say, yung mandate na binigay sa kanya ng tao, they're highly satisfied with him. Sat- are you satisfied with the president? Very high. Performance high. Trust high. It's not popularity. Awareness yan. Or popularity, yeah, that's Hindi a different ako... metric. Yeah, I understand that. Pero isn't that a convenient excuse just to answer everything that is thrown against the president? I'm talking about the complicated issue of weakening institutions in this government. And then you're going to answer with the high trust and approval how ratings. Did, uh, the how did he weaken? In, which institutions were weakened? What uh... Political parties, the courts. Ano, political parties. Sorry, again, sige, sige. Uh, sige, ako uh, sasagot. Ako sasagot ko, sige, sige. Anong, anong, saying against the judiciary, against the courts, not following uh, processes because he's get, he was getting antsy with certain processes that were taking long because of his supposed frustration. When you talk about the political parties, di ba dapat mahigpit tayo sa pagtanggap at pag, uh, pag, 
pagtanggal ng mga ng mga miyembro for instance I mean there are other things that we can mention including the press as an institution the church which ha- which has been had been attacking before I mean um, these are institutions that that should have been strengthened if you were an honest to goodness governor of a country Um I don't see it ay yung anong sinasabi ninyo na na weekend uh, political party uh, did you want reforms in congress for political party um, that's been pending in in congress and it's really you know congress is supposed to uh, the one be the one to pass that diba like for instance freedom of information um, because hindi maipasa sa kongreso The president made his own executive order on freedom of information, and what the executive branch has been doing is it it has been uh, co- um, collaborating with uh, different um, LGUs for different LGUs to pass their own ordinances on freedom of information, while the executive branch has been uh, has created has fulfilled no the executive order of the president on freedom of information. Isn't that an institutionalized? Uh, isn't that uh, is that isn't that strengthening the or institutionalizing the freedom of information when Congress doesn't want to pass the freedom of information? I mean that's an example. But he controls uh, political party. Yung politi- political party. Um, may mga reforms yan that's been sitting in in Congress that hasn't uh, been passed yet. Um, so so there are things. That, uh, that are pending in the legislature that uh, the, the president uh, can only do so much in terms of pushing Congress to do that. But yung mga ibang reforms na gusto niya ay naipasa naman. So marami, okay. na, marami na mga laws na uh, pinirmahan ni Pangulo na like the free higher education, free irrigation, and universal health care, and many other laws that he signed that... Um, First time for it to see the light of day. Magna Carta for the poor, for instance, passed under his watch. No, um, also um, if many I'm not other. Many that's, other... That was, if I'm not mistaken, that was vetoed under the previous administration because of the lack of funding source. If I'm not mistaken, the Magna Carta of the poor. No. Yeah, but under anyway. the president's watch, it was signed. No. Okay. Right. And before we go, social media users poke fun at yet another new lockdown term, the so-called tiny bubbles implemented in Metro Manila during the enhanced community quarantine. One netizen says tiny bubble singer Nora Honor could be appointed as a tiny bubble star. Another user asks if people in grass skirts will monitor the checkpoints while dancing to the popular Hawaiian song. And some speculate an ACQ with pearly shells could be implemented soon. That's it for this episode. This has been your host, Christian Esguera. You can watch this episode again on I1TFC or listen to our podcast on Spotify. Now for recaps and other exclusive content, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel and catch up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you again on Monday after the fact.